Welcome to the Big Talk Podcast, where we chat all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered and unscripted. I'm your host, Amanda Davies, and I'm here to help you transform into the leader you were born to be, stand apart from the competition, and most importantly, share your message with the world in a big, big way. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Big Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you today, but you know, before we kind of launch into this week's episode, I wanted to just say a huge heartfelt thank you to everyone who supports my work, whether you are supporting me here on the podcast or whether you are um, following along with my movements on Instagram or on Facebook or part of my other communities online too, or obviously a client working with me as well. Just so much love to you guys. Honestly, thank you so much. It really means the world to me. Whenever I see a like or a share or or a comment or, you know, someone drops me a message just to say how much they got out of a particular episode um, or a piece of content that I share, it really does mean so much to me. Um, you know, I've been in this business for seven years now and, you know, it's always, always, always been about impact for me, always. And so when I know that my content is really touching you guys and is really helping you even think about things a little bit differently or, or create a little bit of a shift or a breakthrough in the moment really does mean so much to me. So thank you so much for everyone who supports me here and on my other social channels as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So without further ado, I want to kind of jump into this week's topic, which is all about sales. And I don't know, I can kind of sort of feel you cringing a little bit <laughs> with, with the whole concept of, of sales. And look, I, I get it because I think when you're a coach or a therapist or a wellness pro or a service provider or a consultant, I know that you're good at what you do. I know that you're here to help people and I know that you're here to create an impact and to really do good things in the world and help people create incredible results in their life. But if one thing really does make you cringe, it's sales. And I know that's not everybody, but the vast majority of people, certainly that I've worked with and people in my communities I know that sales isn't the thing that you love the most in your business. <laughs> so let's be real on that. And, you know, if I could have one wish for today's episode, it's that we just start making a few little shifts for you around your mindset when it comes to sales. Because I know that when I started this business seven years ago, I felt very, very, very similar to you. I'm like, well, I'm good at what I do. I know I can help people, but selling, are you serious? Like that's not even part of my personality. I don't like salespeople. <laughs> I don't like selling. I had all of these stories that I would tell myself about what it means to sell. And this is the thing, isn't it? It's like we, we bring all of our stories and all of our past experiences around sales to our business. And we think, oh my God, that's what selling's got to be. Um, you know, we think about all the times we were missold something, or we think about all the times where we were pushed into a sale or, you know, and we kind of have those old cliche sort of versions of what it means to really sell. And, and we kind of, no wonder we cringe is kind of what I want to say. And, you know, I think when you're a really heart-based, genuine, authentic person too, who's here to help people, this kind of old story that we have that selling is inauthentic and like the opposite of helping people. It's about taking people's money and it's about all of these stories that we have. It's no wonder so many of us really balk at this. 
and think, oh my God, I just want to hide behind a shopping cart on my website forever, please. And thank you. (laughs) Rather than actually get onto a sales call with somebody, I, I get it. But, you know, seven years later, here I am in my business. And honestly, selling is one of my favorite parts of this business. And there's been so much that I've learned around sales. I've done a lot of sales courses as well. Some have really landed with me. Others have been like, oh my God, are we serious? Are we back in the eighties selling used cars or what? Okay. But, you know, I've done a lot uh, on this and obviously um, sales psychology is, is a big part of what I do too, but I've, I've sort of found my way through this kind of weird no man's land of sales online. And I think I've come up with something that, you know, obviously feels really good to me. It's, it's something that works. It's something that works for my clients. It seems to be something that my clients all really love as well, despite, you know, that there can be some resistance to it too, and that's okay. But I think it's, it's really coming at sales from more of that internal perspective first around the inner game and what are those stories that we're bringing to sales and really sorting through that first, but then also making sure that we're supported by a sales process that feels really good and feels really authentic. And when I say really good, that doesn't mean that we don't sell, okay, or we hide behind a shopping cart, (laughs) okay? It's about coming up with something that actually feels really aligned, where it feels like a great conversation, a tough conversation in some respects, because you're taking a stand for somebody, but it's never about convincing. It's never about cajoling. It's certainly never about pushing and bullying people into a sale, okay? So it kind of I want to talk about this today. I want to kind of get sales out onto the table and talk about what selling really looks like now in 2022, knowing that buyer psychology has really changed as well. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how you can start to feel really great about selling in your business too. And as I said, my wish for this episode today is that we just start to make a few little inroads here and a few little shifts. I know that sometimes this can be a deeper process depending on, on your stories and, you know, and the stuff that you bring to selling. Okay. But as I said, my wish is that we just start to shift all of that just a little (laughs) and, and start to help you see that it is possible to really love sales. It really is. Okay. But the way that I thought I would best sort of present this is to just talk a little bit about why sales calls are so important to your business first off. Okay. And that hiding behind a shopping cart isn't necessarily the right thing to do. Okay. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about that upfront. And then I want to share some of the common mistakes that I see people making on their sales calls and how you can start to kind of keep an eye out for this stuff and start to sort of shift it a little bit, A, from a mindset perspective, but also B, from that sales process perspectives too, okay? Because um, having done literally over, I was probably like close to 1,500, 2,000 sales calls myself, um, having listened to hundreds of sales calls from my clients as well and given them feedback, Um, having done loads of sales training too, I feel like I've got some really good content here to share with you guys. All right. So my hope is that we just start to have a look at where some of these common mistakes are, um, how we can start to sort of dial this stuff in a little bit. And most importantly, have you feeling really good about sales? Okay. So sound good. All right. So first thing that I want to talk about is why sales calls are so important in your business and why hiding behind a freaking shopping cart is doing you a disservice, my friend. So look, If you're in the space of transformation, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, a wellness pro, or someone who is a professional service provider, 
you're in that space of transformation. Okay. You're in the space of change. You're in the space of helping people get incredible results in their life, in their relationship, in their health or well-being or whatever it happens to be. Okay. Having a conversation with someone is the right thing to do before making a sale. Okay. I'm just going to say that right up front. It's the right thing to do, not only for you, but for them as well. Because here's the thing, even if someone has a credit card that they're willing to hand over and pay five grand for argument's sake for your new six-month incredible group program that you've that you've just launched, how do you know that person's a fit for your program without a conversation? Okay. So I see a lot of people saying, oh, I wish I could just sell my stuff, you know, without even having to jump onto the phone with somebody. And, and my response to that is always that is doing you and the client a disservice because you don't actually know whether you can help someone without a conversation, okay? This is really important and it always comes back to that integrity piece. Accepting someone's money, five grand, 10 grand, 50 grand, two grand, whatever it happens to be, without actually determining whether it's a fit or not, that's gonna put you right out of integrity, okay? So this is why having a sales conversation, whether you want to call it a discovery call or a breakthrough call or a whatever, it's like you need to know that you can actually help this person because taking someone's money without determining if it's the right fit is not the right thing to do. And I'm just going to call it tight, okay? I know there are plenty of people out there that might disagree with me, but honestly, I think this is what keeps us in integrity, okay? So this is why sales calls are so important because it's not just about making the money. It's not just about the transaction, it's about making sure that you're the right person to support this individual, that they feel comfortable working with you, that you know that it's going to be a really good and solid and a productive relationship throughout the two months, three months, year, or however long you'd be working together. Okay. So that's kind of what I want to say right up front. It's not like you are selling a $97 e-course that anyone can do online. You know, of course, you don't need a sales conversation for that. You don't even need a sales conversation for like a one-off workshop or an event that you're running. Of course you don't. But most of the people that I work with are in the space of transformation. You guys are selling one-to-one coaching programs or therapeutic programs. You're selling group programs where you're working intimately with people. So trying to sell that without a conversation, it's going to come back to bite you on the bum. (laughs) All right. So um, yeah. Stay in integrity, guys. Know that the sales call is such a valuable part of your business and it's not a necessary evil. It's actually where you can have a great conversation with a potential client, okay, where you can really take a stand for them to help them through their wobbles, which they will have before they come to working with you and before they come to sign up. They will have wobbles and they will be like, oh, I don't know. But if you have the solution to a problem they're experiencing, if you can help them go from A to Z, I believe it's your duty to share that with them and to take a stand for them through having a really robust, authentic, and genuine sales conversation. That doesn't mean that we make it easy for people. doesn't mean that it's all got to be like, oh, you know, having a nice casual chat with a, a long lost friend. No, it all comes back to positioning. It comes back to um, knowing whether it's the right fit Okay. But it's also about taking a stand for them when they wobble. Because believe me, when people are having a conversation with you, when they're ringing you to sort of determine whether or not it's the right fit and whether they actually want to work with you or or not, they're going to be listening to how you hold them on that call. 
Do you take a stand for them? Do you call them out lovingly? Okay. Because that's going to really reflect on how you're going to be as a coach, how that coaching relationship is going to work. All right. So I just kind of wanted to say this right up front that sales calls are so valuable. Yes, from the perspective of determining the fit. Yes, from obviously making sure that um, you can help somebody. But also I think it's going to really set the tone of your future coaching relationship together as well. Okay. So that's kind of what I want to say about that up front. So into the three kind of top mistakes that I see people make, excuse me, when it comes to sales calls in their business. All right. So the first one is that some people can be too focused on the sale. All right. (laughs) Let's just kind of call it tight. And, you know, most of the people where I've, where I've heard this take place are really well-intentioned around this. It's like, right, this is a 15-minute decision-making call. Are you in or in you out? Are you out? <laughs> okay. And look, that can be great in some situations, all right, but it can also come across as really pushy and really such a turnoff to people. And let's be honest, no one wants to feel pushed into making a sale, particularly not these days. It's 2022. We're not in the 80s. We're not selling used cars. We're not selling freaking hot tubs, right? We are here selling transformation. We're here selling connection, okay? Creating great results for people. So yes, it's about the decision. Of course it is. But it's also about that fit piece that I spoke about before, all right? It's about making sure that we're really clear. We're really clear on the size and the magnitude of someone's problem, whether we can help them, but also that they're really clear on the size and the magnitude of their problem too. Because here's the thing, a lot of people want to avoid salespeople, don't they? (laughs) They don't want to talk to a salesperson. All right. So people are coming into the the call quite often with this sort of buyer's defense as well, where they're like, well, I don't want to be sold to, so I'm just going to kind of Try and get what I can from this call. By the way, I'm going to talk about how to avoid these sorts of people in a sec, by the way. But a lot of people do traditionally come to a call and they're like, well, I don't want to be sold to. I just want to know if it's a good fit and can you help me? And da, 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 da. so they're going to come to the call with a lot of buyer's defense around actually, oh, you know, the problem's not that bad. I can kind of just do it on my own or I might just keep trying on my own for a little while or I might just go read this book or do this cheap e-course or, or whatever, okay? So a lot of people do come to the calls with those sorts of biodefenses up as well. And, and I think when you're too pushy, it can just push against those biodefenses too, all right? It's going to really put you out of rapport with somebody as well. So when you're too focused on making the sale, um, sometimes it can come across as pushy. Obviously, worst case, it can come across as, as bullying as well. Um, thankfully, you know, I, I've seen this very, very, very rarely I've seen it outside of my communities, absolutely. Um, I've actually been taught some of these tactics as well, which are absolutely not what I'm about at all. And I left that sales training really, really quickly because that is not what I'm about. And it was completely, you know, (laughs) just not aligned to my freaking values, but it does still go on. And I hate to say that. And it still goes on in the coaching industry too. Um, Yeah, I'm going to call that tight as well. And I'm not suggesting anyone who is listening to this podcast engages in those sorts of bullying type tactics whatsoever, but just be mindful of this too. If you're too focused on the sales, it can come across as that. And it can come across as putting people's backs up and getting those defenses and those heckles up as well. Okay. And it starts to become less about, can, can, can we do this? And can I help you to actually just back off and get away from me? Okay. And we can start to feel that energy on the call too. So 
quite often when people are really focused on making the sale, they're focused maybe on those sort of outdated strategies, yes, but potentially also leaning too heavily on sales scripts that maybe their coach has given them or they picked up online or, or whatever. And when things come off as being just too scripted, it's just so inauthentic, guys. I mean, you know this as well as I do. When it's, someone's reading through a bloody script, it's like, well, are you even listening to me or are you just on to the next line of the script? This happens a lot. And look, scripts can be really useful. I share scripts with my clients as well, okay? But the thing that I'm really clear on is that the, the script is there to support you and to help you stay on track with the call, all right? Because otherwise we can end off end up down a hundred different rabbit holes and suddenly it's like half an hour has gone by and we've not actually got to any kind of objective on the call. So scripts can be really useful to lean on, but they should in no way dominate the call. Otherwise it just comes off as being really, you know, like stifled and inauthentic and like, are you actually listening to me? No. So overly scripted can, can sort of be one of the symptoms of this as well, but also trapping people, as I was saying before, trapping people with their words, convincing people, conjoling them. Um, putting them down. Guys, you would be surprised how much this still happens in the coaching industry. And I'd be really keen actually as to whether you've been on the receiving end of one of these calls as well and, and kind of what happened. I mean, definitely, you know, send me an email or or share with me your experiences because it really does still happen. And that kind of the reverse psychology of it all too. And, you know, as it, sales psychology is so, so powerful guys, but it can be used for good or evil. <laughs> and be honest, it's like anything, same with social media all of it. It's just a tool, but you've got to use these powers for good. So the other side of focusing too much on the sale is this, it's a little bit different, or it's very different, is that people are so focused on the sale part of the conversation that they clam up. All right. I'd be really keen to know if you've experienced this too. I've definitely been here myself, particularly in the beginning. I'm like, oh my God, here, oh my God, oh my God, oh, the sales bit. Oh my God, this is the bit where I've got to sell. Uh. <laughs> and people kind of get to that part of the call where they're fumbling around and then they start panicking and all this sort of stuff. And, and the call just really loses its focus, its, its focus, its focus and its potency. Okay. So this is where people start to, as I said, they panic, they start discounting and dropping their prices. The energy really shifts on the call too. Um, people are just kind of trying to speed through this part of the call as well. And they actually just sort of lose, you know, I guess in their panic, they kind of lose that focus on actually, can I really serve this person? Can I really help this person? Or am I just too worried about getting to that point of the call where I need, I need to do the sales part? Okay. So, you know, it can kind of work the other way too, by focusing too much on the sale and the transaction. It can come off as being really pushy. Yes. But also it can kind of go the other way where it's like, actually we start to lose all focus and we start to clam up and fumble around and, and panic and all that sort of stuff too. All right. So my biggest piece of advice here is you've got to get that balance. You've got to get the balance between, yes, this is about the sale, but only if it's the right fit only if it's the right fit. And this is something I say to my clients as well, you know, going back to that five, five grand on a credit card person and they're ready to just sign up straight away. 
this is not a good thing. Even if you have a conversation with this person, halfway through the call, you're picking up that they are not coachable, that they just want to kind of stick to their old ways of doing things. They're going to challenge you every step of the way, um, not in a good way. They're going to be really kind of confrontational. They're going to be arsy. They're not going to do um, or follow through on the coaching. Like You can pick up a lot of this stuff in a call. And a lot of what I teach my clients is how to detect this stuff as well, because you know, weeding out, quite frankly, the people who are not the right fit is such an important part of this process. But it really goes back to getting this balance, okay? It goes back to getting the balance between, is it the right fit and can I help this person? Is this the sort of person that I want to work with too, okay? Is this the sort of person that I would be like, oh, do you know what? I'd love to go down to the pub and have like a glass of wine with this person, (laughs) okay? Or go out for dinner or something too, And this is something that I say to my clients as well. It's like, yes, there's the very practicality, the practical part of the fit. There are the practicalities there to consider. Can I help this person? Uh, You know, are they ready to go? You know, are they coachable? Are they committed? Are they resourceful? But actually, are they cool? You know, do I want to hang out with this person for six months or three months or whatever in the program? That is just as valid a reason as well. So going back to the person with the 5K on a credit card, if you're getting any of those vibes throughout the call, but they're still like, okay, well, yeah, look, I'll sign up. I mean, we shouldn't even be getting to the point of offering that person a position in our program if we're just not feeling the right vibe or if they're just not the right fit or they're not coachable or they're combative or whatever. That person is going to make your life a living hell in your program and it's going to come back to bite you again. So, you know, I'm just calling this tight, guys. You know what I'm like? I just kind of just say things as it is. It's like, this is what will happen, okay? So it's about making sure that you've always got that balance between yes, making the sale. Okay. Yes, it's about the sale, but it's also about determining the fit of the individual too. And having a really set, clear set of criteria that you are going into that sales call with to make sure that they're the right person is so, so, so important. Okay. Good. Second thing, second mistake is that you're not focused enough on the sale. (laughs) call this one type two because this was one of mine okay this is one of my biggest mistakes that I would make where I'm like do you know I'm having such a fun conversation with this person we're having such a great combo and it's like oh my god I love like I love this person I would like fall in love with someone over the phone and we would have this great rapport and I was like yes you would be perfect for this program and we have this great conversation and we have the rapport but it would kind of ultimately go nowhere All right. And this is a really common one. Okay. Because I know so many of you, you're great people, people. You love chatting to people. This is why you do what you do. This is why you're a coach. This is why you're a therapist. This is why you're in this industry because you love people. (laughs) But having that friendly chat on a phone call with someone is not the way to really conduct these calls either. Yes, of course, it needs to be friendly. Of course, you need to have a great rapport and a great conversation but you also need to get down to business as well at the right time on on the phone call, okay? So just making sure that, um, you know, you're not forgetting that they're calling you because they need help also and that you are the expert here, all right? Um, So it's like I, I kind of often use the analogy with my clients, like someone wouldn't just go into the best doctor surgery in the world or go chat to the best lawyer in the world just to shoot the shit for an hour. Okay. They're coming to you because they have a huge freaking problem in their life and not just a problem in the here and now, 
but they also have an incredible dream that they want to get to as well. So really making sure that you're bearing that in mind and you're structuring the sales conversation and leading, this is really important that you're leading this conversation through almost like an an excavation of what's really going on in someone's world right now. That's really important. You don't lose sight of that, that you don't just kind of get so swept up in the energy and the, like the vibe. And it's like, oh my God, you're such a cool person. (laughs) It's like, they need help as well. All right. And it's really easy. I think when you have this great conversation and connection and rapport with somebody, you know, going back to what I was saying about the buyer defenses before where, oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'll just keep doing it on my own. The same thing can show up here when you have such a great conversation with people too. Inadvertently, if, if it's too friendly and it's too chummy, what's happening is you're not giving off that authority and that positioning, okay? You're coming off as that equal counterpart, which of course we all are, but also you're the freaking expert as well, okay? And sometimes by getting too much into that overly friendly conversation, we're actually eroding our positioning and our authority as well, okay? So this isn't about being one of those like, oh, you know, kind of, oh, authoritative, well, I'm the expert type person. No, it's not about that. It's always about this balance of the authority and the incredible connection as well. It needs to be about both. There's got to be that respect there too, okay? Remembering that they need help. They're coming to you because there is a massive freaking issue in their love life, in their business, in their health, in their wellness, whatever it happens to be. They need help. Don't lose sight of that because you just have a great connection and you're having a great friendly chat with someone to the point where they can just get off the phone with a few quick fixes from you because this is the other thing that we do. We kind of try and give out band-aids and quick fixes to people when we're in this mode. It's like, oh, just try this or, oh, have you thought about this? And we start to move into that kind of mentoring and coaching space on the call. You know, And so they kind of leave the call with all of these kind of free quick tips and they think, oh, I can just do this on my own. I only just need a few a few quick tips. I just need to change a few little things in my life and then everything will be great. No, no. These guys have a big problem and you handing out band-aids is doing them a disservice. You providing free coaching on a half an hour call is doing them a disservice because you know, as well as I do, that they need longer-term transformational support to get to the result. This is going to bring you back to that integrity piece again. As well-meaning and as well-intentioned as you may be, trying to give out free advice and free coaching and free band-aids and quick fixes on those calls because you like someone, it's actually doing them a disservice, okay? Because they're going to get off the phone. They're going to try and do a couple of those things. They're going to, it's not going to work because they don't have the accountability. They don't have the support. They don't have the, the guidance and the mentorship of you or your team, Okay. And they're going to fail and it's going to get worse, the problem in their life. Hear what I'm saying? So this is where integrity isn't just about not slamming people into sales or bullying them or just taking their money willy-nilly. Integrity is also about making sure that you're not doing people a disservice by giving them quick fixes because you're just too keen to help. Okay. Okay, the real fix, and you know this, the real fix is by them, if it's the right fit, it's by them enrolling in your program. 
that's how they're going to get the real support. That's how they're going to get the real guidance and advice and support and accountability that they need to make the change they say they want in their life. I really need you guys to hear me on this because I think this is the category that so many of you fall into because you're incredible people, okay? And you love people and you want to help them. But Band-Aids, quick fixes, free coaching, buying into the whole story of, oh, it's not that bad. Just try a few of these little tweaks. It's not helping people. It's actually harming them. Okay. So again, the solution here is to go back to that balance. It's always the balance between being in great rapport with somebody, having that great connection, that great bond, that friendly banter. You can have a laugh. Of course you can. I laugh a lot with prospects on my sales calls. I really do. But it's also about getting really clear about the fact that someone's problem isn't going away on its own. It's not going away through a few band-aids and quick fixes. They need heart surgery. Okay. Just to stick with that metaphor. <laughs> I use this metaphor a lot actually with my clients. So if you're a client of mine, you're probably laughing right now because you've heard this a billion times. It's like heart surgery, not band-aids. Okay. It's really, really, really important. Third thing, third mistake I see people make is that their marketing and their messaging isn't doing enough heavy lifting in advance of the sales call. Right. I'm going to repeat this bit that their marketing or their messaging isn't doing enough of the heavy lifting in advance of the sales call. So, what I mean by this is this. What I mean by this is this 80% of people, people should be like, forget that. When, by the time someone comes onto a sales call with you, they should be 80% sold already. 80% sold. And it becomes a conversation about fit, yes, but they should know who you are. They should understand your vibe. They should know what you have to offer, okay? They should be pretty much kind of there by the time they get onto a sales call with you. And the, the way that you do that is by making sure that your messaging, whether that is on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you use, whatever lead magnets you use, if you've got a sales funnel as well, it's like 80% of that, you know, people coming to the call feeling 80% sold already is attributed to that really great messaging and marketing piece. Okay. This is really, really, really important. And this is a big part of what I focus on with my clients as well. It's like, yes, the sales call and yes, that sales process, of course, but actually the sales process starts when they click on your Facebook ad or when they sign up to your newsletter list or when they start to follow you on Instagram. That's when the sales process actually starts. So by the time they actually get to the point where they book a call with you, they're, they're pretty much in. Right? <laughs> so it's, it's really important that your marketing and your messaging is doing the heavy lifting for you in advance of the call because getting someone onto a sales call just cold, someone who's never heard of you before, um, they're just kind of there just to sort of poke around and just sort of they're interested in what you've got to do, but they don't really know a lot about you. You're going to work so much harder on that sales call than you would with someone who's kind of already warm to what you do. Now, here's this is really important too. It doesn't mean that people need to be on your newsletter list for six months before they will book a call with you. That is a myth. People don't need to be following you on social media for 12 years before they think, oh, maybe I'll reach out and kind of speak to you. No, all of that stuff is so old school. It's 2022. People make really fast buying decisions these days, okay? They don't want to be nurtured on someone's email list. They don't want the bloody, you know, they don't want any of that stuff anymore. 
people are really quick to make buying decisions in 2022. So what that means is that every point of contact, whether that is through an Instagram post, a Facebook story, or a LinkedIn article that you write or or whatever, it needs to be positioned, almost needs to stand alone as well. Yes, it's part of your social media strategy as a whole, but each individual piece of content that you create should really carry its own weight, all right? Where people could read one of your articles on LinkedIn, it gets them curious, they discover your Facebook page, then they stumble onto your website. Within 24 to 48 hours, they're booking a call with you because your content and your messaging is that powerful. This is a huge part of what I share with my private clients and also my mastermind clients too. Because this is a huge part of of why people actually enjoy sales as well, because it's like they're not having to work so freaking hard on the call, okay? It becomes a really good, friendly conversation, yes. It becomes about the fit, yes. It becomes about deciding whether or not you can really support someone and and whether you want to work with them. But it's like they're 80% sold before they come and speak to you. What that's going to do is really increase your conversion rates. Of course, it means that you're going to get the most serious buyers onto a phone call with you too, but it all comes back to making sure that you have great content, okay? Great content that actually showcases who you are, your unique personality, your unique gifts as well. You want it to actually deter the wrong people as well, the people who are just the kind of the tire kickers and the ones who aren't going to commit just yet, okay? It's going to attract the most committed people, all right? So the way that you do this is by making sure that you're really consistent with your messaging. And that doesn't mean that you've got to post five times a day on Instagram, no, but you do need to show up and you do need to be consistent. But the most important thing is, is the consistency of your messaging, the uniqueness of your messaging, the the vibe that kind of comes through your, your marketing and your messaging to that vibrational piece that so many people don't talk about. Okay. I know there are people, I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, I just can't work with you because I don't like your accent or I don't like what you stand for on this or or blah, blah, blah. And that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I've got plenty of people who do resonate with my vibe. Okay. And your people are going to be the same too. This is really important. You've got to be consistent. You've got to also step up and show and share the full truth of who you are. Don't put yourself so much into a niche and into a category and into a marketing box because your previous business coach told you this is what will sell to the point where you just extinguish any personality. People want to work with people. People want to work with you because you're you not just because of your offer not just because you can help them. Of course, that goes without saying but people actually want to work with you too because it's your vibe and your voice and your truth that they're hearing that's resonating with them in that moment. So when we bring all this back to your marketing and your messaging and the psychology of this, it's not just about all the marketing psychology of your audience. It's about your psychology. It's about you and how you're showing up as the leader in your truth, in your power, fully expressed as you. So that any article you write, any blog post you do, any um, post on your Facebook group or any live stream that you do could be enough in and of itself to get people onto a call with you within 24 to 48 hours. We have this happen all the time in my mastermind and with my private clients. Someone stumbles across someone's LinkedIn article, for example, and they're like, oh, wow, this person's really speaking to me because we're using 
those positive sales psychology and marketing psychology messages to really call out to the right people. But most importantly, we're getting them to take action, explore the website, follow them on Instagram. Hey, book a call. Great. Sign up for this free masterclass or this free video series or whatever. It's always about getting people to take the next action step because people, the right people are looking for solutions and they want to buy. So this is why your content, your messaging and your marketing is so important to this mix. It's not like someone's just stumbling into your car showroom, you know, kind of cold sort of thing, you know, that would be a nice idea just to look around on a Saturday afternoon. No, the sort of people that you work with in this space, they're looking for solutions and they need help. All right. They don't want to be nurtured for six months on a bloody email list. That's so old school. That's like five, six years ago stuff. People want to make fast decisions, but what that means is your content needs to be able to lift its weight, carry its weight through this whole piece of the sales process, the whole the whole kind of system of your business needs to be infiltrated with the right messaging. Okay. Really, really, really important. And this is a huge part around what I teach in, you know, as I said, with my private clients and in my mastermind as well. Yes, we look at the sales stuff directly in terms of the call, prepping for the call, what you do after the call, how to handle objections, you know, how to do all of that sort of stuff, of course. But I'm going to tell you the bulk of what we're going to focus on is the messaging and the marketing and moving and compelling people into action. So by the time they get onto the call with you, they're 80% sold already. Industry average, just to give you an idea, people who are selling programs over the value of $2,000 in this industry, um, most people have a one in five enrollment rate. So every, you know, every one person they speak to in five will enroll and become a client. That's industry average. So there's like a 20% conversion rate. Many of my clients, by the time they sort of start to dial this in and master that, master it, it's, it's like one in two. So 50% conversion rate, which is unheard of. Okay. And it's all because what we're doing is we're prepping the right people in advance. We're doing the heavy lifting in advance, but we're also having a conversation that is steeped in integrity and authenticity. Yes. But we're taking a stand for people. Of course, of course, we have a connection and a great rapport. Of course we do but it's about bringing all of this stuff together, all of it, okay? And But it's also about making sure that you feel really great going into this conversation too. So it's a big part of the inner game work that we do when it comes to sales, okay? So look, I'm going to leave it there in terms of the content, guys. What I would encourage you to do is reach out, either hit reply to this email or you're very welcome to book a call with me as well, lightpurposeliving.com forward slash talk. And I'm really, really happy to have a conversation with you about how all of this applies to your business. Because, you know, I've given you sort of the top three mistakes that I see people making and kind of some of my insights around that and how to start sort of flipping this, all right? But I don't understand your business. I don't know what business you have. I don't know where you're struggling exactly. So I'd be really happy to jump on a call with you this week. Um, or as I said, send me an email. And I'm really happy to come back to you there as well, just to see where exactly your challenges are and what you're feeling um, is missing in terms of whether it's your sales, whether it's your marketing piece. I'm kind of keen to understand where your challenges are exactly. But most importantly, what I really want to find out is where you want to go with this. You know, is it, is it that you want to have a huge impact? You want to work with millions of people or do you want to work with a smaller number of people but go deeper? You know, what are your goals for your business too? Because that's really going to determine the shape of what this whole sales piece looks like for you and the marketing piece too.
All right. So the invitation is there for you to book a call. Absolutely. You're very welcome as well to, to jump onto my sales page, which I'll link up in the show notes around my mastermind. We are opening doors again uh, from May 2nd, which is really exciting. Um, we're going through a lot of a, con- a lot of content upgrades and everything at the moment too. So there's a lot happening behind the scenes with my mastermind, which is super exciting. So I'm reopening doors from the 2nd of May. So if you want in on that, definitely check out the sales page, have a look, come back with any questions, jump on a call if you want to find out if it's a fit and we can talk through whether or not it's the right program for you. If it's not, this is the other thing. I'm going to be really, really, really clear with you and say, actually, you need something else or this is what you need instead or whatever. But the mastermind is designed specifically for coaches and service providers who are in the space of transformation. So they want to help people get great results. Um, They are in the space of wanting to charge more for their work too. They know that they're good at what they do, um, but they're just really ready to get that momentum happening. Okay. So definitely check out that page. If it calls to you, I'm here for you. Okay. Reach out, um, ask me any questions that you might have, or just jump straight in and book a call. We can talk through all the different options, but yeah, look, I hope this um, episode served you. I know it was a little bit of a longer one today, sort of more like a workshop, but hopefully you got some great ideas and some great contents and some great shifts out of this too. And as I said, I'm very here, very help, um, very happy to, to help you take the next step, whatever that looks like in your business. Okay. So please do reach out and until next time, uh, I'll catch you later. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Big Talk podcast today. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a review and share it with your friends. For further information about our programs and free content, head on over to lightpurposeliving.com. See you soon.